About two years ago, not this past uh, Palm Sunday, but this Palm Sunday before that, there was a, an event that happened in New Orleans called The Passion. Now this was televised on Fox. It was a nationwide kind of thing. Um, and what it was, it was kind of a modern take on the Passion story. A bunch of non-denominational churches, uh, the Archdiocese of New Orleans, some of the Methodists, the Baptists, Lutheran, a bunch of the churches came together and they wanted to do this Christian expression to, join, like to jump, jump into Holy Week. And it was a really, it was a really beautiful uh, show. They had some really good singers, they had some good theatrics to it, it was well done, it was put together really beautifully. And I remember watching it, and at the end of it, saying, man, it was really nice, it was great to have something on TV that was broadcasted to the world, like prime time, Sunday night on Fox, like, it was a really beautiful thing to see. But something was missing. Like something with it just wasn't enough. I wanted more. And after talking to a few people that had watched it, I was talking to my family, I talked to a few friends, I ended up talking to someone who teaches at E.D. White, and I was, we were talking about it, it came up. And we were all about like, man, this is really done well, it was beautiful, it was this and that. And she said when she watched it, she had a few students with her. And as they were watching it, it came to the end. It was a really nice ending. She looked at one of the students and they said, what do you, like she said, what do you think about it? And one of the girls said, they left out the most important part. And as I was, I, when she said that, it, it, it dawned on me. They did. They did a great job showing the, everything from the Last Supper to the agony in the garden to Jesus with his, you know, being arrested. But when it got to the time for the crucifixion, they gave about a two-minute speech, a song, and jumped straight to the resurrection. It seemed like they were hesitant. They didn't want to go there. They didn't want to go to Calvary. And I started reflecting on that. Our Protestant brothers and sisters, oftentimes, if you, if you think about their churches, if you think about the way that they, they like, decorate their churches and things, most of them will have a cross. But they don't put a corpus on it. There's no person. It's bare. And I think for all of us, we, we as Catholics, non-Catholic non Christians, all of us, at times, we get, we're hesitant to go to the cross. We're hesitant to reflect and look at a person hanging on a cross for us. That's a hard thing to enter into. But I think that's the same hesitation that Peter has today in the first part of our Gospel. You see, last week, and only a few short verses before this Gospel, Peter gives the answer, like the answer that Jesus was looking for. Who do people say that I am? Well, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ, the One who is to come. And He's exalted for it. He's lifted up. You are Peter, and upon this rock I shall build my church. His faith has, his faith has set him as the foundation of the church. Exalting him to the first pope, and now still being the rock of the church that we, that we are a part of today. 
but just a few short verses later, that same Jesus who exalted him, who lifted him up, who gave him the compliments above all compliments, is saying, get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. What mistake did did Peter make to go from the highest of heights to the lowest of lows? He rejected that the Son of God, that Jesus, would have to suffer and die to then rise. That Jesus had to pay our debt for our sin, for our faults, so that He could rise. And that He could open up the gates of heaven for us. See, I think Peter, not having experienced it yet, was saying, I don't want Good Friday. I just want the graces and the beauty of Easter Sunday. But Jesus says, He then, after having this exchange with Peter, turns and looks to His disciples and says, He basically gives them the layout, the the blueprint of how to be His disciple. And that same blueprint echoes down to us today. First, deny yourself. Second, take up your cross. And third, follow me. And you will be my disciple. You will follow me all the way to heaven. But those three steps are not easy. They they shouldn't be taken lightly. So for example, to deny ourselves. What does that look like? I believe that denying ourselves says, okay, I'm going to look, instead of looking out, at everybody else's faults, I'm going to turn and look inward. Where is it that I fall short? Where is it that I'm tempted to sin? Where is it that I continue to need need God's presence and His mercy in my life? Because that gossiping that I like to do about that certain person, oftentimes that, that feels really good. I like doing that. The jokes that we share, oh yeah, that's fun. Or that, that, that hole in my heart that I'm trying to fill with money, but seems to never, it seems to never quite fulfill me. So I keep pouring more and more into it. Well, that, that doesn't seem like it's going to fill it either. Or that food that I love, like I'm all about some good you know, fried food or something. I love it. I love it to the point that I'm going to eat it till it makes me sick. Well, that gluttony, it's not... That I'm looking at myself, I don't know, I don't need that much. See, to deny ourselves begins by first looking inward. Where are my propensities to sin? Where are my temptations to sin? And Lord, how are you calling me to turn away from those temptations and back towards you? The second step, to carry our cross. Every one of us has something that just weighs down on us. Whether that's the sins that we, that we reveal by looking inward. Whether that's physical ailment, addiction, some kind of hardship, emotional stress. Things that just seem to pile on and on and on. That would be perfect, all these things that would be perfect excuses 
for us not to follow the Lord, for us not to be involved in our faith, for us not to give Jesus time every day. They become those crosses that we carry in our own life. They become those crosses that Jesus is inviting us to carry and inviting us to help others to carry. At one time or another, all of us are called to be Jesus in carrying our cross, and all of us are being called to be a Simon for somebody else, to help them carry theirs. And the last step is follow me. Now when Jesus said this, He said this to the disciples who didn't know that the crucifixion was going to happen the way it did. But when He says, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me, He means all the way to that kind of love. To a love that has no limits. To a love that says, I'm going to give up my entire self for you. Our married couples know this more than ever. More than anyone. That to live a life that is for another person looks a lot like the crucifix. Looks a lot like the cross. Where I say I love you so much that I hold nothing back. See, Jesus today is inviting each of us to deny ourselves. To take up our own crosses. And to follow Him. He's calling each of us today in this celebration of the Eucharist. He's feeding us with Himself, His body, blood, soul, and divinity, so that we may be strengthened in in this, this walk with Him, in this life of discipleship. He meets, us, he meets us in the confessional for those times that, like Him, we fall under the weight of our burdens. Or that we forget to, that we forget to deny ourselves. The Lord is calling each of us to a life of radical discipleship, a life of radical uh, commitment to following Him. And, what all, and everything that, it, that entails. We want, every one of us, knows in our heart and desires a life in heaven with the Lord. A life of being with Him. That experience of Easter Sunday. But are we bold enough? Do we love the Lord to the point that we are willing to walk with Him through our own Good Friday? Through our own passion? And not glaze over the most important part. See, we as Catholics, we know, we know how to celebrate, we know how to mourn, and because of our Lord, we know how to suffer. But we recognize that in the suffering is our redemption. In the suffering is our hope. And in the suffering is the promise that Jesus is waiting for us on the other side. So as we approach this altar, as we are fed with Him, let it strengthen us for a life of discipleship where we deny ourselves, we take up our cross, and we boldly follow Him.